friends, welcome to Revelation Wednesday from Village Idiots for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. <laughs> we're in Revelation 11. We got some good stuff today in Revelation 11. We're going to talk about the two witnesses. We're going to talk about the coinciding of the seventh trumpet and the seventh bowl. They come together in Revelation 11 and 16. This is a new discovery. I think you'll appreciate this and enjoy it. The list is exactly matching in both places, and I believe they're both the same event. So, again, not everything's chronological in the book of Revelation, so it's interesting. So, the 11 seals, I mean the 7 seals, 7 uh, trumpets, 7 bowls, but there's some overlap here, and we're going to see that today. So let's just get just uh, get going here and get started, and we'll just jump right in here. I was given a read like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar and count the worshipers there, but exclude the outer court. Do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. They will trample the holy city for 42 months. So... There's two periods of 42 months, three and a half years. The beginning 42 from the time, uh, it's 1,260 days. Uh, back then, each, each year had, a, had uh, 300, 360 days, uh, uh, 12 months each with 30 days. And so it's 1260 and 1260. So the first 42 months or three and a half years is from the time the peace treaty is signed with Israel, with the Antichrist, to the point of where... Um, the two witnesses are killed. The two witnesses are going to show up approximately the same time the peace treaty is signed. Then the two wit- the two witnesses are killed. The Antichrist himself is killed and then resurrects from the dead. The two witnesses are killed in three and a half days, re- re- resurrect from the dead. And then uh, the, the once Christ is, once uh, Antichrist is raised from the dead, he's he's in, indwelt with Satan. And then the the first forty two of the tribulation, the last forty two months are the great tribulation. At the end of those two forty two month periods or two three and a half year periods, seven years is when the Lord returns. So I believe this is the first forty two months when the Gentiles are trampling the holy city. So. Because in the first 42 months, and here it is, this is why we go to verse 3, the next verse. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothes in sackcloth. These are the olive trees and the two lampstands. Uh, let's see, D, if it shows where they're at. Let's see, 11, 4, 11, 4. Yeah, that's Jeremiah and Zechariah there. Okay, it's Jeremiah and Zechariah. Yeah, this is Old Testament. The, these are the two olive trees and two lampstands. That's from Zechariah. Where it shows the two olive trees, two lampstands. These are the two witnesses, and they were they showed them in the Old Testament. These are the two olive trees, two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire comes from their mouth and devours their enemies. This is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. These men have power to shut up the sky so that it will not rain during the time they are prophesying. Uh, Elijah did the same thing. He shut the sky up for three and a half years. And um, and have power to turn the waters into blood and strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. So, let's talk about these two boys here, the two witnesses. And the common, I think probably the most common belief is that these two supernatural guys are Moses and Elijah because of the Mount of Transfiguration um, where they where where they met Jesus and Jesus was transfigured and Peter wanted to build the three shelters for the three of them. There is one problem with that theory. These two guys are about to die a natural death. We haven't read it yet, but they're going to be killed after the, after the 1260 days. According to Hebrews 9.27, man is destined to die once, then come to judgment. Nobody on the earth gets to die twice. Moses in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy says that Moses died and God buried him on top of the mountain. So Moses cannot be 
the guy returning with Elijah. There's only two guys that have not died. And I and I and I'm I, this all lines up with scripture. Again, I'm not contentious about this because it's one of two things. First of all, it can't be supernatural beings like angels because they're going to die a physical death. We'll get into that in a second. Um, and it can't be Moses because Moses already died once. So it has to be the two guys that never died on the earth that were caught up supernaturally to God. And that's Enoch and Elijah. It's either those two guys or it's two other human beings that haven't died that God glorifies at that time. But I personally believe, my personal belief and, and, and the consensus of some is that this is Enoch and Elijah sent back to the earth glorified with all dominion, power, and authority over the earth to bring as many plagues and, and judgments upon the earth as they see fit. And so I, I, I'm, I'm about 99% sure it can't be Moses because Moses already died. But Elijah and Enoch have not died. The only two guys that were caught up in their physical bodies, taken up supernaturally into heaven and never suffered physical death. So that's why I believe it's them or God just supernaturally picks two people, raises them up that we don't know about. And they're the two witnesses. But if it is somebody we already know, the only two candidates, I believe, since there's a death involved here, will be uh, Enoch and Elijah. So that's my, I'm offering you my opinion because again, Hebrews 9.27 says everybody on the earth only dies once. And Moses already died once. So I don't see how Moses could die again. So let's read this passage one more time. And I will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are, that's like burlap, sackcloth. These are two olive trees and two lampstands stand before the Lord of the earth. Anyone tries to harm them, fire comes to their mouth. Can you imagine? And this is all going to be broadcast worldwide. People are going to see fire come out of their mouth. These guys are going to be like fire-breathing dragons. Amazing. I mean, it's all going to be, and we're going to see in a minute why this is all satellite worldwide television. We're going to see that in a second here. Um, anyone tries to harm, fire comes from their mouths and vows their enemy. These, and this is anyone that wants to harm them must die. These men have power to shut up the skies that will not rain during the time they are prophesying, and they have power to turn the waters and blood, strike the earth with any kind of plague as off they want. Why does God send these guys? Two reasons. Number one reason is it's a witness for Christ for two, well, 1260 days continuously. These guys are going to be witnessing about Jesus Christ from Jerusalem, probably from the Wailing Wall, for 1260 days. A supernatural a supernatural witness for God. I mean, people are going to see this and some are going to go, oh my gosh, these guys are supernatural. Fire comes out of their mouth. You know, no one can touch them. No one can harm them. They bring plagues. They've stopped the rain. This is God. I call these redemptive judgments. Revelation is full of redemptive judgments. This is a redemptive judgment. This is a judgment from God upon an unbelieving world as a witness for Christ to draw them to Christ and to proclaim Christ. And I said there were two reasons. And the other two reasons, again, it's all supernatural. I guess there's probably one reason. But it's, but it's a witness. It's because, okay, it's sent as a judgment and a witness for, for God. But it's also because of God's mercy, his love, his compassion. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He wants everyone to repent, none to be lost. All men to, to, to come to Christ. And these guys here for three and a half years are going to solidly proclaim the gospel right from the, the place where Jesus' name is anathema to these people. Oh, what a good God we serve. What a good God we have that would send these two guys at the very end of time 
and and no one and no one's going to be able to deny their power. It's going to be like I said, live satellite television for the whole world to see. And we're going to see that in a second. This talks about how the whole world's going to watch them die. So. I want you to see the, the truth. And people get, oh, this is God judging the world. Yes, there's a measure of judgment here because they bring plagues upon the world. But it's because of the mercy of God and the desire for God of God for men to come. Hard-hearted men. He's going to allow these guys to hit the world with a big stick for a while, for three and a half years, to wake up the world, to bring these guys are probably the ones who are going to bring the 144,000. They're probably going to be responsible for the 144. It doesn't say that, but these guys will be involved with the 144,000 Jewish witnesses because from Israel. And so, powerful, powerful, powerful word here. So Elijah and Enoch, I believe, are coming back, or two other supernatural guys, but definitely not Moses. Verse 7, let's continue on here. And now when they finish their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack and overpower and kill them. The beast is either the Antichrist or the false prophet. The false prophet, Antichrist, or Satan himself. There's no consensus on who actually kills these two guys. But these two guys are going to die a natural death right in front of everybody. And watch this. Their bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which is frequently called Sodom and Egypt. That's Jerusalem. And also where the Lord was crucified. Again, Jerusalem, of course. For three and a half days, men... Now, this is the satellite television part. Here we go. For three and a half days, men from every tribe, uh, people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them. Uh, if you're, this is in Jerusalem and you're Australia, you're in New York City, you're in Anchorage, Alaska, you're, on the, you're at the South Pole. How do you gaze on their bodies from all over the world? With satellite television. This was this verse... Puzzle P until satellite when the, when satellite television came about. I remember seeing people talking about this. When satellite television, people realized, oh my gosh, now this verse could be fulfilled. People wondered, well, how can this verse? How could a whole world be watching these guys? But I love the way that God put it in there. Will gaze, they will gaze upon their bodies, uh, and and the their bodies lie in great street, the city of Phoenix, and the Lord is crucified for three and a half days. Men will men from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them. <laughs> Three and a half years of preaching, they're still gloating over these guys. They're still full of hatred and venom for these witnesses. The two witnesses of what? Of Jesus Christ and him crucified. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will, cele- and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. Man, you see the hard-heartedness of the people of this time? It's a miracle anybody gets saved. But there are people that are going to be left behind. There are people that are going to understand. There are people that are going to figure it out. There are people that are going to soften their hearts. Not everyone is going to harden their heart and become reprobate. There's going to be a remnant on the earth at that time that give themselves over. And later on, we'll see. Blessed are they who die in the Lord from now on for their deeds of fallen. That's following a few chapters up. So there are going to be some who lay their lives down, who give up their head. And that's the prescribed death, beheading. We'll get into that later too. So God is not willing that any perish but all be saved. All come to a knowledge truth. All come to repentance. Man, if these two witnesses only got to one guy, that would be enough for God. God, they're going to draw a whole lot more than that. But so it's it's said the inhabitants of the earth will gloat over that and will celebrate by sending each other gifts. It's, can you imagine Hallmark or whatever at that time? All right, death of the false prophets gifts. Yay! Woo! The two idiots are dead. Woo-hoo! 
the morons are dead. The guys who brought plagues and pestilences and judgment upon us are dead. Ding dong, the nuts are dead. The nuts are dead. Ding dong, the two nuts from Jerusalem are dead. We're happy that they are dead. We'll step on their face. We'll crush their head. Ding dong, the two prophets, the two witnesses are dead. They're 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 dead. And we're also glad they're dead. That's what it's going to be like. Like for three and a half days, we're going to be full of joy, full of happiness. People will be calling each other all over the place. Did you see the two Indians are dead? Yeah, it started raining this morning. Woo we got rain after three and a half years. Woo! Yeah, man, the plague, all these locusts, man, they all just died. Locusts came, we're eating all the groceries. They're dead. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, their witnesses are dead. <laughs> Only for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go <laughs> but <laughs> capital B capital U capital T verse 11 but <laughs> and here's God's like punchline so God's going to be watching these idiots going God's just going to be watching his watch yeah, almost three and a half days almost coming yeah you all enjoy your little party go ahead I'm about to do more witnessing to you God is so good. God puts up with us idiots. <laughs> it's amazing. God just don't kill us all. <sighs> amazing. Now watch this. Watch how good God really is. But after three and a half days, a breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard, then they heard the people on the earth and all around the world, because this is all being broadcast. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying, come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on. Tell me God ain't good. Man, he lets them hear the voice come up here. Some people are going to find Bibles and go, oh my gosh, Revelation 11. This just happened. I mean, there's some, some people are going to get saved because of this event. But he's so, after three and a half days of, I mean, they've been laid out on the street dead. There's probably maggots on them. There's probably birds chewing on them. And, and, and they probably stink to high heaven, probably laying in the hot Jerusalem sun, probably looking horrible after three and a half days. And all of a sudden, the breath of life from God comes into them. And terror struck those, oh my gosh, these guys are alive again. Ah! And then the loud voice come up here. They went up to heaven and they caught. And while their enemies looked on, all over the whole world, through satellite television, all their enemies are going to see them rise up into a cloud. Man, God is so... All of this is for their benefit. All of this is mercy. This is redemptive judgment from God. At that very hour, there was a severe earthquake. The tenth of the city collapsed. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake. And the survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. The third woe is coming soon. So... And again, 7,000 people dying in an earthquake isn't good. But the final earthquake destroys the whole world. This is a very small earthquake. Only a tenth of Jerusalem was collapsed. Collapsed. I mean, the final earthquake collapses all the cities of the nation. So God, in his, God again, pouring out a small amount of wrath. Tenth of the city collapsed and 7,000 people died. And the survivors are terrified. So the survivors realize, oh my gosh, this is God. All this is God. And they're going to repent and accept Christ. Um... The second woe is past, the third woe is coming. The seventh angel sounded his trump, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, 
And now the seventh trumpet, we're going to tie this into chapter 16, the seventh bowl. The seventh trumpet and the seventh bowl come together. I'm going to show you that perfectly. The Lord showed this to me, and it's, it's, I just blew my mind. Although I, I suspected that, the, I've suspected this, but I'm going to show you the exact verse. But first we're going to get what the, uh, the, the uh, elders and the four living creatures said. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. And there, now this is the third woe that's coming. It's the seventh trumpet. The final three trumpets were the first, second, and third woe. The locusts, the horsemen, and now the final trumpet. And it's going to tie into chapter 16. Watch this. The seventh angel sounded the trumpet. And there was a loud voice in which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and they will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who were seated on thrones uh, before God fell on their face and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations are angry. Your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for warning your servants and prophets and your saints and those who reverence your name, both small and great, but destroying those who destroy the earth this announcement here is after this is at the time of armageddon i'm going to show you right from chapter 16 this is all because this is christ beginning to reign on the earth this is at the beginning of the millennial reign of christ and i'm going to show you so it said the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of the lord christ, and he will reign forever and ever Again, we thank, we thank you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. This seventh judgment, this seventh trumpet, and third, and third woe is held in reserve. Again, this book is not in chronological order in every place. So the seventh trumpet and the seventh bowl and the third woe are all one package. And I'm going to show you perfectly. Now watch this. Now this is the announcement we just heard about God beginning to reign, Christ beginning to reign. And then verse 19. Then God's temple in heaven was open, and within his temple was seen the Ark of his Covenant. And there came, now watch this, there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and a great hailstorm. A great hailstorm. These five things are important to line up with chapter 16. There came flashes of lightning, one, rumblings, two, peals of thunder, three, an earthquake, four, and a great hailstorm. Five things happen when the seventh trumpet is sounded, when the third woe happens. Now watch, I'm going to take you to 16. I just looked this up a minute ago watch this this will blow your mind these two are tidy i've never seen this before the first time and i finally be able to verify it scripturally verse 16 then they gathered the kings together to the place in hebrews called armageddon okay so armageddon battle is about to, to take place the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying it is done now here it is there came flashes of lightning, one, rumblings, two, peals of thunder, three, and a severe earthquake, four. The first four of those five that I just read happened right there. And the, earth, and the, and the, and the hailstone's coming. Just give me a second here. So there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred on the earth since man has been on the earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations collapsed. Every city, every tall building, every bridge, everything tall on the earth that man has built is going to collapse when this great earthquake happens. Um, the city of the nation collapsed. God remembered Babylon the Great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of his fury of his wrath. Every island fled away and mountains could not be found. Now watch this. Now here's the, again, we have, we have, um, we have flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, a severe earthquake. And, that, and a hailstorm. Here's the hailstorm. Verse 21, chapter 16. From the sky, huge hailstones of about 100 pounds each fell upon men, and they cursed God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. 
So the seventh trumpet, the seventh bowl, and the third woe are all the same. They're all the same event. Five things that happen are, are five things that happen in chapter 11 are the same five exact things, even in the same order that happen at the end. Said, and God's temple in heaven was open. Again, in verse 19 in chapter 11, then God's temple in heaven was open. And right over here, listen to this. Um, then assemble and out of the temple. Okay, God's temple in heaven was open. And then verse 17 and 16, the seven and eight parts bowl in the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, It is done. So you tie verse you tie verse 16. Then God's temple in heaven was opened. And when this, within the temple, seeing the Argus covenant, but get, let's just do this part. When God's temple in heaven was opened, and then out of then uh, out then and, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, "It is done." So the temple is opened in both places in verse chapter eleven, chapter sixteen, and as it's opened after Armageddon has begun, as it's opened, God says, "It's done. It's finished." And then you have the lightning, the rumblings, the peals of thunder, the, the earthquake, and the hailstone that all come. So chapter 11, verse uh, chapter 11, verse 19, just verse 19. I thought there might be 19, 20. Chapter 19 and, and, and chapter 11, verse 19, and chapter um, uh, ver- and chapter 16, verses 16 through 21 are the same exact event. They're all the same. They're all exactly the same. And so, there you go. So that's so the the final trumpet, which is the third woe, which is the set which is the seventh bowl judgment. It's basically they're all the they're all end. The seventh trumpet's the final trumpet. The third woe is the final woe. The seventh bowl is the final bowl. So all of these are the finality of God's judgments. All three of these are the finality of God's judgments. And they take place immediately after the Armageddon battle, when God opens his tr- opens the the opens the throne, and announces it's done. Then the 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 thunder, the lightning, the peals of thunder, the rumblings, the earthquake, and the hailstone. It's finally over. God, it's done, and it's finished. Judgment is complete. God wipes out the whole earth with the final earthquake. All the cities of the nations collapse. Nothing left. It says the mountains and the islands fled away. And then Christ returns and takes full control of everything. So there's a bonus today. Chapter 11 and chapter 16 are tied together. The final woe, the final trumpet, and the final bowl all come together at the same time after Armageddon. And then God takes his great power and begins to reign. And the kingdom of the world becomes the kingdom of our Lord and God, and He will reign forever and ever. And that's and that's when the, and that's when the reigning begins, after sixteen. And man, just and then we go over to jump over seventeen and eighteen is the judgment of the whore, and then nineteen is the wedding supper of the Lamb. So there you go. There's your bonus for today. Chapter the end of chapter eleven and the end of chapter sixteen are the same event. Again, not in chronological order, but God's wrapping up everything at the same time. The final trumpet, woe, and bowl are all the same event. Boom. There you go. Amen. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Hey, if you enjoy these, share them with your friends. Give them away. We're just give the stuff away. It isn't about subscriptions. It's not about any of that. It's about getting good information. Blessed are those who read and read and hear these and take heed to what is written. 
And so we want to get this out. I mean, this is all the, the stuff we produce, all the Village Idiots for Christ videos. But if you enjoy this, share it with others. Share it with your friends. And hopefully they'll get some good learning and some teaching. We're trying to make Revelation easy to understand. Love you. Sorry I went 24 minutes, but that wrapping 11 and 16 together and the bulls, trumpets, and woes together as, as one event, it was critical. It's just amazing. Said, anyway, love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Tomorrow we're going to finish off chapter 1 in Proverbs. Man, that fear of the Lord thing good was yesterday. So that's the beginning of everything. That's the foundation of everything, fearing God. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. See you tomorrow. Have a blessed day.